Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kingdom Concepts. We have Alea and Bianca here. We are doing the month of March, and we are talking about family and how it pertains to ministry and the local church. And so today we're going to be talking about what to do when change comes. Um, if you've served in any capacity or you've been at church for longer than a year, you know that change happens. And change uh, a lot of times can feel uncomfortable. It can feel like... Uh, uh, you don't want to do it, but then there's also times where God's saying, hey, it's time for some change, and we want to talk about how do you navigate that, and, and what do you do when those types of changes come? Yeah, I think sometimes when it comes to change, people just get very uncomfortable Oh yeah, because they were comfortable a certain way. Things were always a certain way, so they get comfortable, and then change comes, and then all of a sudden... It's, they're out of their routine right. and they're no longer comfortable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's and, the issue. And sometimes that can cause you to push forward into things you've never been able to do before and to see yourself um, walking out things using gifts that you've never had to utilize before. But also sometimes that, that, uh, that pressure can cause people to fall. Mm -hmm. and to crumble and to to not live up to what you know God has in front of them mm -hmm. anytime promotions coming anytime it's uh, that new season time to step into that next threshold you know the Bible talks about going from glory to glory mm -hmm. you will always see some sort of a pruning take place I know that anytime our church has hit that next level growth you see certain people they're just not ready to go forward mm -hmm. and they will decide that hey well I don't want to go forward I don't want bigger ministry. I don't want more responsibility. And they'll fall by the wayside. You know, they'll remove themselves out of ministry. But, you know, you also have some people to where they see that challenge and they'll push through in that uncomfortableness. You know, they'll step up and they'll step out. Yeah. You know, and anytime you go up, you do have to have that step out. And uh, for people who are faithful in ministry people who that they treat ministry like that that's my baby mm -hmm. um sometimes it can be uncomfortable like in a sense of like well i don't want to because what will happen if i leave yeah like if i not leave like the church but what happens if i leave this this area and step into something new yeah. and i know that i had a experience in that when you know, I was youth pastoring for almost, um, I think we we're about nine years, almost 10. And I had started youth pastoring right out of high school. When I was about 17, I started kind of stepping towards more responsibility, preaching more regularly in youth. And um, I mean, my, my promotion, I think, kind of went into a little bit of a default situation because, you know, there was nobody. And so, um, you know, when you've been faithful in doing other things, God will... He, he will advance you and it might come in the package of a default, but when you already have, you know, when you're doing the right thing, you, you're ready. You, you're ready to take on that challenge. God grace will, will grace you for it. And so I remember I was doing that for a long time and then it got to the point where, you know, about nine years where I knew this is not mine anymore. I need, there's another area the ministry needs me and there's another area that, you know, my parents were, were wanting me to develop and to cultivate and to take more of a responsibility higher up mm -hmm. to where I can manage more things. And I remember I was telling you, you know, for about, it was like a year, mm -hmm. right? We were just praying yeah. and like, you know, and I would tell you like, I, I have this yearning for this next step, but I also 
I don't see anybody that could do what I'm doing. And, and you know, and I, I was just like, I don't know what to do. And nobody had approached me that they wanted to do youth. And and I, I just had this uh, uneasiness. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a God uneasiness. It was a a self type, you know, yeah. I put that on myself. I was like, this is my baby. <laughs> like yeah. what if somebody breaks it and you have all this. And, yeah. and I remember my dad telling me, listen, like when it's time for you to promote Sometimes it's going to take more than one person to fill your shoes. And he had, you know, told me the story when he was youth pastoring and it was time for him to step into a different level. And I think it took about like six people. He had to leave the department into six different hands Mm -hmm. so that he could do what he was going to do. And um, I remember that just kind of brought peace to me. And then it was like, okay, well, well, who you're going to bring? Because um, this scripture, I want to just read the scripture real quick and then I want to turn it over to you. And 1 Samuel 17, and this is in the Amplified. So 1 Samuel 17, verse 20, it says this. It says, So David got up early in the morning, left the flock with the keeper, picked up the provisions, and went just as Jesse had directed him. And he came to the encampment as the army was going out in battle formation, shouting the battle cry. Now, the re- you might be like, what does that have to do with anything? This portion of scripture is right before David's going to walk into his destiny. Mm-hmm. Right before he takes that step to go slow, you know, slew Goliath. Um, slay? Slay. 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 <laughs> right before he's going to go slay Goliath, this is what's happening. And I always focus, and so this is what I actually stood on before I moved out of youth department, um, was this part where he says that he got up early and left the flock with the keeper. And I've always ministered that. You know what? When God's going to move you into that next level, it's still a responsibility to make sure what you were just in is covered. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, bring that keeper, bring that person. Because I've seen people do ministry to, they want to promote for the hurt of the ministry, mm. not for the betterment of the ministry, not for the advancement of the ministry, but it causes a hurt in the ministry. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen people, well, well, I just, I, I want to leave this department and I'm going to go and it's like, no other department will benefit from you on it if you're leaving the children to have nobody, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so I'm like, that's not, the, this is a good example. He was going to step into the new mm-hmm. and he made sure there was a keeper. Yeah. And I remember when we were in this place, mm-hmm. you came to me one day out of the blue mm-hmm. and I love the revelation God gave you. Yeah. Yeah, so we had had several conversations about who was going to take your place. And I remember these conversations, and you're right, it was probably a full year of you would come to me, we'd be together, and you would say, what about this person? And you'd drop a name. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't know. And then, you know, we would talk it out. And then the next month, you'd bring me another name, and you'd be like, what about this person? Oh, I don't know. And it was like that for a full year of just, well, what about this person? Would this work? And so I remember one day I was just, um, I think I was driving. I was driving mm-hmm. and I just saw myself ministering to the youth. Mm-hmm. And that's, that wasn't something new and it wasn't some grand, like, you know, I had this vision. You yeah. know, I wouldn't say it was like that. It wasn't some grand moment. Um, and I had already ministered in youth. Mm-hmm. You, you would you have me guest minister. Mm-hmm. I was already a youth leader. You would have me minister on occasions, especially when you were out for maternity leave. Uh-huh. I was usually the person to which stand I was in on for maternity you. leave during this coming up. Yeah, so you would be like, "I'm out for the, you know these months. Can you cover me?" And and so it's not that youth ministry was unfamiliar to me. I yeah. was already doing it, but there was just something that dropped in my spirit, like 
this could be you. You could mm-hmm. do this. You could do this. And we had already had so many conversations yeah. and gone over so many names. So I remember I called you because I had been sitting on it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you sit on things. You're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I had just been sitting on it. And so I remember I just called you one day and I was like, Alea, I was like, I saw myself yeah. ministering. I saw myself youth pastoring. I was like, and I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's, what happens from here, but I just thought I would tell you that I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like how you said, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that I was a default, but we're so, you and I have all of our lives have served wherever we needed to serve. If there was a need in children's church, we were at children's church. If there was a need behind the camera, (laughs) we were behind the camera. So Lord help us. Thank you. With that big old thing. And I would, I mean, like I was panning choppy, but (laughs) Your girl was the first cameraman. Yes, okay. we would turn that camera in and go. Awful footage, awful footage. But we were footage there nonetheless. Yes, and we were there to fill a need. There was no one else to stand behind that camera, so it was us. So we've had experience in every different ministry, but it didn't feel like a default this time. It didn't feel like a well. There's no one else, so I'm going to do it. It felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm supposed to be, and so. We started making that transition. Um, I remember you asked me, well, what about Justin? Because I was already mm-hmm. married at that time. And so me and Justin came into agreement on that, and, and we just kind of stepped into that role. And I think it's been three years. Yes. I'm pretty sure yes. it's been three years or something You're like that. You're going into four because Liam's going to be four. Yeah. And it, it, it just all happened. Like, it, that transition happened officially yeah. after I had him. Yeah. Yeah, and it was what was so great is exactly what you said is there's times and I think it's it's understanding your season. Mm-hmm. Now, I that's such a Christian word is when you talk about that. We were <laughs> joking about that. When you talk about the seasons because some people use it as an excuse to just quit their commitment. Mm. Uh, they talk about the seasons and I remember I heard a minister he said, "Listen, you go through four seasons in a year and you never move your house. Mm-hmm. Like you don't move your house just because you're in a new season. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but so many Christians think they could just throw out the, oh, for this season. Mm-hmm. He's like, and then it just breaks commitment. That's really what they're trying to do is break commitment. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me preface it with that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is there's our seasons where you, when you're growing in ministry, when you're growing up in ministry, when you're getting planted in ministry, where you do like what we just discussed, where you serve where there's a need, you you know, um, or you serve in in a place where where you know your gift can be utilized. And as you do that, the Lord is shaping you. He's shaping you. He's molding you. The um, as you sit under that pastor, what he's preaching, that's shaping you. That's molding you. That's why it's so important that you sit in service as well. That you listen to those messages. If you're running a type of department where you you are doing something every time, okay. Well, when you leave church. You still need to hear that message. You know, throughout the week, you need to hear that message. Um, but while you're doing that, you're getting shaped and molded for the the ministry God has for you, that thing that only you can do. And then you'll find yourself hitting that point, just like what you said, where you see yourself doing what God created you to do, mm-hmm. which was, you know, that youth pastoring for you is you seeing this wasn't a, hey, there's a need, fill it, because we, I was going to continue doing it until that right person came. Mm-hmm. And and it was you stepping into a destiny. It was you mm-hmm. stepping into, this is what I'm doing. And the great thing is that you were able to do it with Justin. Yeah. See, I didn't get that opportunity because of Mark's occupation. You know, he's a cop. He, he does other things for the ministry. He serves my dad. But youth pastoring was more of a solo thing for me, which mm-hmm. is great. He helps with the kids and all that. I'm not trying to say it different. Every ministry is going to look different, but Mm -hmm. you and Justin doing it together was something so fresh Mm -hmm. that our youth of our ministry 
had now a male mm -hmm. in there as well. Yeah. And it, it was, it's, it's, fr it's fruitful. Mm -hmm. You're seeing that change. Yeah. And it's just been so great to watch. And then there was a part of it too, where once I stepped into that position, cause that position is a department head position. Yeah. So I remember you asking me to step down from other ministries yeah. because you were like, listen, now you're a department head. Mm -hmm. You're not just serving, you're a department head, which means you're gonna have to put down some other things. And I had to be okay with that. I had yeah. to be okay with that. And I had to listen to that wisdom mm -hmm. and, and be okay with you know not serving on the worship team anymore mm -hmm. and putting some things down. Um, and I think that when it comes to change, you need to trust your leadership. Oh, you yeah, need to trust the people who God has put in those places mm -hmm. because otherwise you're going to hurt the ministry or you're going to be hurt. Mm -hmm. And um, and so the best thing that you can do in a season of change is for you to listen yeah, to your so leadership. so true. If mm -hmm. God puts you in a place, if he's planted you there, if he's made that pastor your pastor, mm -hmm. then they're going to see a bigger picture than what you're going to see. Now, that's not always the case. Now, we I mean, when I was doing youth, um, I was serving in other ministries. I was, I, I think I did, I did worship for a brief bit because we, uh, you see, I need you fill it. Um, and then when it, it got, there was other people who filled it. I was like, I'm out. Uh, it's not my thing. But I served in children's church as well as youth pastor. But it came to the point by the time it was the handoff where those youth were at a place where they needed more consistency. Um, they needed a full-time thing so that for our ministry we needed that position available mm -hmm. whereas you may be in a, a, a different church where you can do multiple things at the same time but for us we knew that there was you were going to reach a point where you couldn't go further mm -hmm. if your commitment w was split but again you were stepping into what you know you were made to do mm -hmm. and there's a difference with that yeah. you you expand to that ministry yeah. it, it really is such an amazing no, feeling it's true because i'm as a youth pastor, I've been stretched in different ways mm -hmm. than I would have, than I ever was in other positions oh, yeah. just serving. Um, you know, being a department head has certain leadership roles. Mm -hmm. When there's fires, you have to put them yeah. out. <laughs> when, you know, there's something that needs to be addressed, you have to address <laughs> it. And if you knew anything about me, you know, I don't like that. <laughs> but that's just some ways that mm -hmm. I needed to stretch and, and grow. And um, your dad always says that anything that is alive is growing. Yes. Anything that's living is growing. And the local church ministry, those things should be alive. Yes. And that means they have to grow and they have to change. Mm -hmm. And and it comes down to a choice. You come mm -hmm. to this point where are you going to grow and change with it? Mm -hmm. Or are you just going to sit back and let your, your walk with God get stagnant? Let oh, your yeah. gifts get stagnant? Um, or are you going to grow? Or are you going to keep being alive? You know what I mean? Keep investing in yourself. You know, I've, I know so many people who are, you know, like I said, it, the, the best way to learn is by other people's examples, what they do right, what they do wrong. I think one of the dumbest phrases is, you know, um, you know, well, I, I, I learned something or like, I have no regrets because it's brought me to where I am. I'm like, Oh, I have regrets. <laughs> I, if I knew better and I still did it, like, yeah, I regret that. I mm -hmm. should like, I'm not talking about shame. Don't yeah. put shame on you that God, you know, Jesus paid for that price on the cross. But no, if I knew better and I still did something, no, yeah, I regret that. Mm -hmm. I think the best way to learn is through other people's examples, what they did right, what they do wrong. That's how Jesus taught. He taught in parables. And I've seen so many people when that, that door of opportunity, that promotion came to them, 
they were not ready for the pushback the enemy was going to bring to them. Mm. You know what? When David walked up there, what we were talking about, and he he was going to go towards Goliath, he knew he was stepping in the right thing. But when Goliath started speaking back, mm-hmm. when the people even behind David were not right there pushing David, right there with David, that type of... Um, uh, what is it called? Like that type resistance, of, yeah, that type of resistance. Some people fold in that. Mm-hmm. Some people fail in that. I've watched people, the moment they step towards, especially a ministerial type position, mm. and they're not ready for what's coming at them because the devil's not going to say, oh, you know what? Yeah, let them step into their destiny. Go ahead, let them, you know, do this. No, he's going to push back. He's mm. going to fight back. And when you're solid with God and you continue to make the investment into your life, you'll be able to withstand that because mm-hmm. greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Mm-hmm. But I know people, I know people who they stepped into the ministerial position and they could not handle the heat. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, and they pulled themselves back. Mm-hmm. And they're no longer, to this day, I can think of so many couples that are not living in the the place that God had for them, yeah. full on to where it, it took them back all the way into backsliding. Yeah, not just well, I'm going to come back to this level down here. Mm. No, it went full on. When you're outside of God's will, when you're mm-hmm. not in obedience, mm-hmm. it, it pushed them all the way into backsliding. Yeah. And it was like I've seen it be in brief moments. Mm-hmm. Youth pastors that got put in, and after two months, their marriage went to shambles. Their mm-hmm. kids went to shambles. Their um, their serving went to shambles. They left. And why? It wasn't just because all of a sudden mm-hmm. their marriage went bad. No, it was because the enemy came and they didn't like the pressure mm-hmm. that came. And then they they went away from the thing that got them into that position. In the first and they place. went into themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's not how men, that you can't you can't work that way. And I think sometimes that resistance to change, mm-hmm. it's. I'm so sorry. I know this is going to sound rough, but it's a a small-minded mentality. Because a ministry with a vision, there's no room for small minds in in a ministry with vision. And so what happens is some people get stuck in this area of, well, I like how small this church is. Oh, I yeah. like that the pastor gets to talk to me every week. Mm-hmm. I don't want more people to come because oh, yeah. then I won't get that intimate. one-on-one, oh. intimate, individual. Christian words. And they can't see that vision uh-uh. because their minds are so small. Oh, yeah. And so they can't, they don't have the minds to fathom those domes that your that your dad yeah. has in front of us as that vision, that, that huge, you know, thousands of people. They can't picture that because they don't want to. They want to stay where they are. And if you can't picture it, then you can't see yourself participating in it. Mm -hmm. If you cannot picture it in your mind, you you can't latch onto it. It can't Mm -hmm. become yours. Mm -hmm. And there's, like what you said, it's that small mind Mm -hmm. will always keep you from going head on on Mm -hmm. the battle. That small mind will always keep you contained. Mm -hmm. And when you're out of alignment, Mm -hmm. you start to walk with it. I was just talking to... um, one of our uh, guys who works here, and he was telling me yesterday that his dog, the little a little Pomeranian, mm-hmm. um, slept weird, which I didn't even know animals could do this, but the <laughs> dog slept weird. And then he said it woke up like hunchback, and it was like Quasimodoing it around the house. And you know what? That's what happens. When you're out of alignment, mm-hmm. It the evidence of it is so apparent. Yeah. And it's the same thing when it comes to ministry. When change comes, mm-hmm. if you do not align yourself with where God's trying to take your family, take the ministry, mm-hmm. your family will show the evidence of you being out of alignment. It yeah. will. It will become evident to, to you. It will become evident to other people. And, you know, the good thing about God is you can always make that adjustment you know he's get to that 
Holy Spirit chiropractor and let him work that out. But a lot of times people don't like that. Mm -hmm. And when um, I stepped out of youth and I, you know, took up that position of the, you know, the chief operating officer, one of the things that when my first meeting, when I got all the department heads, all, you know, and then we made executive directors as well. And I got all the staff together and I, I told them this, and I believe we even put it in our manuals. You will not go far if you ever say the words, that's not how we used to do it. Mm. And remember, I, I said, no, we, yeah. these are words I will never hear you guys say. And if you say these words, we're going to have to have a talk because that's not this ministry. Mm. This ministry will never say that's not the way we used to do it because yeah. it's small-minded and mm-hmm. you're going to resist change and you're going to become that hunchback. And and our yeah. church is not walking around hunchback, baby. Yeah. Like you got to align yourself or, or you're going to you're going to yeah. move to the side, Quasimodo. We're going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not going to operate in what worked yesterday. That's oh, that's, that's so not good. how it works. Yes, that's that not so how good. ministry works. Oh, we yeah. can't operate in what worked yesterday. And so that's so good. That you know, we luckily we're in a church and a ministry that's alive. It's yes. growing, it's moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um not because we're trying to stay relevant, not oh, because yeah, that's we're trying totally to different. Keep with the times. No, we just understand that something that's alive is growing. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get better. We're not going to move backwards. And the Bible talks about God doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. He always talks about doing a new thing. You know, Mm -hmm. when it went from, you know, Saul to David, Mm -hmm. he looked nothing like the package before. Mm -hmm. But it was what was God's will. And Mm -hmm. so I even, I wrote that down. Change in ministry doesn't always come packaged the way you assume it would. Yeah. It doesn't always come packaged mm-hmm. that way. You know, I had my mindset on when youth was going to be transitioned. I was like, well, you know, we're going to need a man. I hope it's a man doing it because mm-hmm. I don't want my leaders to hold this. You know, if it's a woman, they're going to be like, well, they didn't do it that way. Or mm-hmm. this is what we're used to. And that that's me thinking that. Yeah. That's me thinking that this leadership I have is no way mature enough to handle this when that's not even my, that wasn't even my leaders. Mm -hmm. That was mentality from stinking thinking people Mm -hmm. trying to come on me and I'm trying to protect the ministry from change. Mm -hmm. And that's not how that works. It is not my job to protect the ministry from change. It is my job to use my gifts to Mm -hmm. fulfill the vision of the house. And you know, if somebody has that stinking thinking, Mm -hmm. then they don't belong in that position anyways. Because small minds can never do big things. Yeah. Right? And I think that that small mindedness, there's a root of selfishness there too. That is so true. It's this root of... I, I like where things are right oh, yeah. here. I want I'm things done how I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like how this ministry is serving me yep. right now, how, you know, this size that it is. And mm-hmm. so there's this I mentality that oh, starts yeah. happening um, when you have that small mindedness. Instead of thinking, you know, if we were bigger, if we did things better, we would reach more people. Mm-hmm. And that should be our heart because yeah. The heart of Jesus is people. Uh-huh. So the heart our heart needs to be people. Oh yeah. It's not about what makes us comfortable. It's, and it and I think it's important to know when we were doing all these changes, mm-hmm. not just changes, even like as you were serving, like you were serving in worship team, I was serving in youth, and you know, and, and then wherever else needed it, we were building families at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was 
pregnant, I don't know how many of the years I did youth, mm -hmm. you know, I would, I had my own stall. I threw up almost every time. Remember mm -hmm. before youth, mm -hmm. I'd be in the stall. Oh, there's Alea throwing up in the stall. Mm -hmm. I wipe, I'd wipe my mascara and then I'd get on that stage and preach. Mm -hmm. It's just what it was. I mean, we made a few adjustments. I mean, they stopped serving chili beans <laughs> because they knew at one point here I am throwing up in a trash can because of the smell the from smell. the youth food. Mm -hmm. And then I had like two leaders next to me doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, remember throwing James? Up because you James were throwing, throwing up, up yeah. because I was throwing up. And it, it's it's like, listen, you just do. Mm -hmm. it, ministry may look different as you're growing your family or as you're growing and, and whatever avenue applies to you. But it's still doable. Mm -hmm. It's still possible. Um, it, you, it doesn't just stop. But yeah. you have to be okay with those changes. And I remember for me, I'm a mission trip person. Mm -hmm. Like my husband and I, we got married for a small wet with a small wedding just so we could go to Africa together. Mm -hmm. And we put all of our money towards Africa. So our our honeymoon was a mission trip in Africa, third world country in the bush. We were not resorting it. I mean, the most resort we got was that funky heart-shaped bed at the yeah. hotel. <laughs> but I remember when I started having kids, the next mission trip I went, I was five months pregnant, I went to the Philippines. And I remember I got out of uh, the car to go, I had a doctor note, and Pastor Juan looked at me and he goes, oh, I didn't know you were that pregnant. And I was like, he's like, are you sure you want to go? And I was like, I got this. Let's mm -hmm. go. I mean, I threw up like the whole plane. I, I was throwing up like crazy. But we were good. And But when Maddox came, I had to put mission trips on hold. Yeah. And I remember I would cry and I would cry when we drop off people to, to go to Africa at the airport. And I remember my mom just telling me, you need to enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. And whatever you're, and, and, and as she told me that, the Lord just began to speak to me during this time of change. Mm -hmm. And he told me, if you skip out on investing in your kids at this time, mm -hmm. then when it's time for you to go back on those mission trips, they won't have the foundation that will sustain them while you're away. Yeah, that's good. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. it, it's so true. Your ministry may look adjusted during change, Mm -hmm. But the heart of that mm -hmm. is still present and mm -hmm. God will bring that back out of you as, as you know, as you walk that journey. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. I think we all just need to know how to navigate change and to oh, yeah. navigate it well. Mm -hmm. um, and just roll with those punches. Yep. Just roll, roll with, with the flow. Yeah. Do it. You can do it. <laughs> if you're, a, if you're a mama, I know for sure you can do it. Yeah, and if, if you're not a mama, um, men, I'm, just watch your wives. They'll help you. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great, a great rest of the day. If you're watching this in the evening, then I pray you have a really good night's sleep tonight. And uh, join us next week. We know that we're going to have a great episode for you as we wrap up the month of March. You do not want to miss it.